Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show. It's a Thursday morning. Two mm-hmm. days till the biggest football game of the season. Really, almost the biggest football game in five years. Giants at Eagles, 8-15, Lincoln Financial Field. And we are leaving no stone unturned over the next couple of days, Al. Al, we brought in deep knowledge. Who? Marcus Hayes. Hello. Oh, Hi, deep. Marcus. I'm deep. When we get to big games, we bring in knowledge. Yes. And that guy, how long you been covering football, Marcus? 32 years. 32 years, Al. Oh. The guy's grizzled. Oh, <laughs> we will get a lot out of Marcus Hayes today. Uh, Reuse is always here. Mm-hmm. Reuse, great to see you again. Yes. Uh, Joe Wechter's a producer. Al Borghetti is here. And uh, there are going to be a lot of other people in the course of the show. I have not been told everyone who's coming in, Al, but these have been highly active final days of this show, the Mm -hmm. last gasps of the current WIP morning show, and there are going to be a lot of people in today. This is a show today if you care about the Eagles and are counting the minutes till Saturday night. Yes. That is our goal, and Al, we will have among the guests today that we know I bought, Jason Kelty. Nice. You understand that's the best matchup in the game? Dexter Lawrence versus <laughs> Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let Jason hear Lawrence <laughs> trash talk. Because on the field, Al, Lawrence never shuts up. Yeah. And I want to know if there's going to be an ongoing debate during the game Monday night between mm-hmm. our Pro Bowl center and their Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking to Jason at 7.15. We've got Mike Sealski at 8 o'clock, a fellow columnist with the Marcus Hayes. Because I thought Mike nailed it. This is a real referendum on Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. How good a coach is he in year two? Is he going to be able to undo the bad performance the Eagles had a year ago? And uh, that's going to be uh, one of the more intriguing things to deal with. Then at 9 o'clock, we've got the number one football writer in New York, Gary Miles, author. Mm-hmm. He's covered football. Dallas. You think 32 years is a lot. <laughs> right. Gary Myers has done it from the day they had leather helmets. <laughs> Gary's old. He still wears one. He's yeah. <laughs> and he will be uh, he'll be out to tell us the New York perspective on this. But I'm going to go right to something that I thought might tackle, that I had the same thinking when I was going. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this game, Al, and I was thinking – Man, I hope these guys know what they're doing. Because it's great to be 14-3, and three, but it was a very easy schedule, and they were not challenged that often. And now these guys are playing a very hot Giants team with a terrific coaching staff. Marcus, would you agree this Giants coaching staff is exceptional? It's one of the best, young, best new coaching staffs I've right. seen ever. With the veteran Wink Martindale, not to be confused with the game show host, Al, mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator is a very, very strong defensive coordinator yep. who likes our style, which is pressure. He's more aggressive than our guy. So here's where I want to start it, Al, because I want uh, on Tuesday – Ruben Frank did a one-on-one. I do not have the actual audio on this, but I want to read a little bit of it because it's what scares the hell out of him. So the Eagles are playing their first playoff game last year. They come out of nowhere. They, they feature the run mm-hmm. in the final part of the season, and they make the playoffs in Sirianni's de- debut season. Unexpected. None of us thought they were going in that direction, and they did it. He was the toast of the town now. Mm-hmm. And then they come out to face the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. 
All right? And according to Jordan Maialata, they were not ready to start that game. Hmm. Jordan Maialata is telling me this. Now, I don't think he's trying to indict the coaching staff. I think he's trying to indicate to you that the Buccaneers were more prepared for that game than the Eagles were. Right. And he's talking about the first time they came out, first series against the Buccaneers. And I'll just read this to you. I do not have his amazing voice. Right. But he says, dude, first play we came out, I'll never forget it. First play, we had three options and we couldn't run any of them. They, we had three audibles built in. It was like, what the hell? That's how I knew we were thrown into the deep end. Right. See, when they came out, Marcus was actually explaining this to me before then, the, the Buccaneers did something they hadn't done all year. They were unpredictable. Right. And the Eagles assumed they were going to do what they did on film. And Marcus, that is a rookie mistake, correct? Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I think they learned from that is you just can't look at this past year's film. With a veteran coaching staff, you have to look at what the, like more of their entire body of work. And this was a young coaching staff, so they don't have that sort of built-in, innate, oh, this is their trend. This is kind of what they do. They have... They ha- They've been in the business for a while, but not long enough to sort of like Andy Reid Rolodex it. You know what I mean? Well, I, this it, it tells you how they got pants. Yeah. They, they got, got pants. pants. And then they had a deal with Brady, who's like an extra coach right out of the field. He knows everything. Well, 31 nothing. 31 nothing after three quarters. Game over. That's why Season the, over. That's why they, when the uh, analyst said that it looked like the quarterback couldn't read anything yeah. because they right. weren't prepared for it. They weren't this. prepared for it. They <laughs> yeah. got outcoached. Yeah. Badly. Badly. This cannot happen again. You're facing another great coaching staff. So let's take Nick's temperature. Uh, earlier this week, he's talking about how last year and experiencing the playoffs will impact this season we got good experience of being in the playoffs last year obviously it didn't end the way we wanted it to end um but it was my experience with everything last year really is like don't look too far ahead stay in the moment and I know that makes for a boring press conference at times um but it truly is like be in the moment be where you are and that to me that's what good teams do all right so he uh Al, hopefully you learn from it yeah because he has done a very good job in the two years he's been here I will give him props for that but I will also tell you that my faith in his coordinators is not high. <laughs> it is not high. So now I'll get to Jalen Hurts because obviously he's the guy on the field okay, calling the audibles, making the decisions in the moment. We're going to assume he's 90%, maybe even 95%. I don't think his physical thing is that big a factor now. It appears he's practicing with the team. He's not on the injury report anymore. He should be okay. But here's what he said about the process in getting ready for a big playoff game. Regardless of the, the magnitude of the game publicly, you know, um, you know, we know what we work for. We know that we put ourselves in this position by what we did all season. Um, the consistency we had all season, the, um, the focus we had all season, you know, the preparation and the work we put in all season and before the season started in the off season. So, you know, I, I don't think anything changes in terms of the process. Um, you know, the process remains the same throughout everything, but the standard rises. So, you know, we just want to kind of um, lean on the things that have gotten us here. I have more faith in him than in the coaches. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Marcus, I really do. <laughs> I think he's a gamer. He's been in these spots a lot in his early career. He's only 25. But I really think that in the moment, he will know what to do. Well, your your faith will be... Your faith will be justified or not? <clears throat> excuse me. Early in the uh, early in the game, because the big difference in the game last year for me, you know, wh- one of the things my lot of said is we had three options and none of them were going to work. Well, they don't know that, you know. Yeah. What they do know is that the quarterback made the wrong choices over and over and over again because he did have options. Yeah. So the the maturation of Jalen Hurts, him, you know, there's a big piece in uh, today's Inquirer where Jeff. Jeff McClain details the guy showing up at five, leaving at ten, working out at midnight, that sort of thing. If he's a, if he has advanced to the degree he seems to have advanced, it's going to be a very different game. Yeah, and that's what I'm. That's where my hope lies. Because now, Al, I would lay out my game plan. Simplest thing you ever say mm-hmm. on offense. Right. Eagles are in the top five and run and the run game. Yeah. The Giants are in the bottom five. The Giants are the worst run defense remaining in the playoffs. They're 27th in the NFL. Run the ball! Run the ball! And when you're not running it... Dallas Goddard. Throw it to (laughs) Dallas Goddard! Because Hawkinson ate the Giants' lunch last week. They can't cover the tight end. Run the ball and throw it to Goddard. On defense. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the problem. This is going to be a problem. And John Johnson, to his credit, pointed this out, and he's right. So the Eagles win the toss. They defer. Let's give the Giants the ball. Nine minutes later, it's 7 nothing, and they've sucked the life out of our crowd. Nine, uh, Al, the, do you understand that the Giants are the ultimate dink and dunk team? Mm-hmm. They got a guy, Hodgins, who has not dropped a ball this season. Not one. Not a ball. They are not. They do not have a lot of big threats downfield. I guess Slayton, not a lot of threats. He dropped, them he dropped one too. <laughs> no, he's a dropper. Yeah. But let me just say, just play tighter coverage. Damn it! Here's Brian Baldinger on WIP yesterday talking about the mentality of defending against the Giants. When the Giants were at their best, what are they doing? Well, I mean, they took the opening drive right down the field against the Vikings in, you know, skull country. Like, there weren't anybody in the building. Like, they just executed. Daniel Jones, you know, he was the best runner in the game. You know, he had 79 yards rushing, 17 rushes, kept drives alive, extended drives. They've got five legitimate targets to throw to right now. All right, let me just go around the horn here. Rhea, would you agree that I'm a moron? Yes, do I know virtually nothing? Virtually nothing. Have I faked it for 33 years? Impressively. All right, thank you. <laughs> so, Rhea, if I know, run the ball yes. and throw it to Goddard and play tighter coverage because they're not deep threats, if I know that, being a moron, you'd think maybe they would know it. Maybe they're yeah, not they're... morons. <laughs> But they well, want to throw the ball. You have two great themselves. receivers. All right. No, yeah. he just said it. Yeah. They'll actually yeah. outthink themselves. They said that's too simple. They're too, too smart can't for their that. own good. We can't do that. But I will say, I mean, it's really not fair to compare right. Minnesota and Philadelphia differently. <laughs> Minnesota is the second worst defense in the I league. I don't care. The no, Eagles I are the am, second best defense. I in the have league. a right to make myself nervous. Yes, you and do. I just did. Where's the drama without it? Right. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, uh, here's what we're doing today. Uh, this is uh, pretty substantial. I will be your judge today. Hmm. We are playing for. Oh dear, a pair of tickets in the hmm. Novacare Suite. 
to see the Eagles and the Giants in the home playoff game on Saturday night at Lincoln Financial Field, 8-15. In the luxury <laughs> box for that. the game. You can't beat that. Here's what I decided. I haven't done a lot of this, but I should do a little before I leave. Mm-hmm. Name for me one of the top five contributors to the WIP Morning Show over the past 33 years. Now, here's who's not eligible. Rhea, Al, me, Joe Wechter. Damn we're, Wechter. We're the main guys. We've been here all the time. All everyone else is in play. Oh. All the co-hosts, Marcus Hayes, in play, right? All those, all the guests we book, the regulars we have, all in play. The callers, all in play, right? We At the end, Al, I will select five, although I'm sure many, many will be great. But I will select five, and those five go into a hat, and we pluck the name out, and you see the biggest game in five years nice. in a luxury suite with the greatest doctors in America. <laughs> what <laughs> a deal again. that yes. is. Beautiful. And yes, if you're asking yourself, is Marcus Hayes eligible? He is. Can mm. I make a prediction? But yeah, I, I'm not going to win. Well, you've only <laughs> been be with us five. a short period of time. You only got to be in the You have not been here for much of the 33 years. But I've been calling in for like 10 that's yeah, true, that's but true. The, that's still 23 years you were now to 20, be seen. Yeah, yeah. And we feuded during that period, so it's <laughs> probably going to That was, was better then. <laughs> I would have probably won back then. Bernadette is on the line from Tabernacle to kick us off this morning. Hi, Bernie. Good morning, Ann, and morning, team. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. Um, yeah, a little bit. But before I get to the birds, and so I just have one thing to say to all of you guys there. Angelo, I'm going to miss you very much. I've been listening to you for a very, very, very long time since my I used to listen to you with my dad. Wow. Thank you, Bernie. And thank you, Dad, for getting on. So many well, my, dads out there kept me in business by forcing their kids to listen. <laughs> well, actually, my dad, my dad is up with the Lord, and he's wow. looking down on you, and I'm sure he'd be proud of you still to this day if he were still here with us. Al? Wow. Thank you. Al, I want to wish you good luck with everything in your career. No worries. And Rhea and Ava, I love you too. Like, you're my sisters. You were the best to get me and Fred to that Eagles game back in 2021. It, I wouldn't have had a much better time without you guys. All right, Bernie. You and La, you awesome. should know that you will still be hearing the lovely voice of Miss Rhea Hughes. They had I a big know. party last night. She's part of the next show, and that's that means the tradition will keep on going. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. I'm, su- I'm surprised she still has a voice. Oh, no, she's spectacular. Now, Bernie, tell me what you're feeling right now about a Saturday night. Okay, this is what I feel about Saturday night. I know that if Jalen continues his run game, run the ball, no picks, and he does the RPOs, passes it off to Dallas Goddard, throws to Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, I know we'll get this game. We'll beat Big Blue. Well, we got the better team, no question. Yes, we do. Bernie, I need you to name me a great contributor to this show. Maybe somebody even your dad would have picked. Who you got? Well, first, before I give you that, I'm going to give my prediction of 28-24. 28-24 Eagles. Yes. All right, and the contributor is? Ray Dinger. 
Not, oh. a, not a bad start. That's pretty good. Another guy, Al, who will remain part of the WIP Morning Show, Ooh. the new, improved WIP Morning Show. <laughs> 215-592. What are you laughing at? Wait till you hear that show. They'll go, what the hell are they doing there for all those years? It's about time they got a show on this station. 215-592-9494. We come back, Al. You're not going to believe this because this is an all-football week. But Rob Thompson. Yes. said something yesterday ah. that was so great. You have to hear the manager of the Phillies when he was asked if he really is the second most handsome manager in baseball. 